You're listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hey everyone, I'm Alison. And I'm Lisa, and we are the Soggy Bottom Girls, coming at you with episode four, Batter Week. Batter up, Allison. (gasps) See what I did there? (laughs) Uh, 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 Unprecedented week, a new thing for the British Baking Show. Yes, they've never done a Batter Week, and I love it. I love it. I liked it too. I thought it was a good weekend. Definitely. The thing that I'm really most excited to talk about with you is Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire's pudding. <laughs> because you made them. I did. I made what, them. What was the inspiration and what was the filling? Um, well, of course, because I watched this episode and I was like, well, that doesn't look that hard and it mm-hmm. looks fun. And it's so incredibly unfamiliar to uh, us, yeah. you know, cause I told, cause I was at home and my husband and my daughter were at work and I text them and I said, I'm making Yorkshire puddings for <laughs> dinner. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I said, have you ever heard of a popover? No. And everyone that I've talked to, like I talked to all my bandmates last night and they're like, we don't know what that is. Nobody does in America. Mm-hmm. We don't. And when you watch this, they say every family has their own recipe for Yorkshire pudding. It's very, very, very British. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And so I did a bunch of Googling, of course, watched that episode. And I think they explained it really, really well in the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I got Gordon Ramsay's, uh, his recipe. And there were a million, like four or five star reviews of it. And they said, it just comes out every time. And so I had a lot of eggs. I found a new egg supplier across the street with fresh free range eggs. Really? Yeah. And right off the main road by my house. So I've been buying eggs that way. Oh, you you convinced nice. me. Oh, great. So I had good eggs and I bought some milk and flour and salt. And that's mm-hmm. basically all there is. Put the hot oil in the bottom of a muffin pan or put the oil in and heated it up. And when you pour that batter in and you watch it for a few minutes, it is like magic. It is so cool. You can watch it rise in the no wonder, oven. No wonder you and Val are friends. Isn't she the one that wanted, wanted to see yes, yes. and watch? <laughs> That's exactly what she said. She's like, I like to watch them rise. And um, we, I found another recipe. And because my daughter, Soph is a vegetarian, it was, it sounds like a super weird recipe, um, but it was mushrooms, ricotta cheese, walnuts, onions, um, gosh, what else? Brie was in their quinoa. Mm-hmm. So that made it, and I have to tell you, it didn't look pretty because it was a little gray, mm-hmm. you know, like from the mushroom tasted great. And Sophie even took it to work today as a leftover and she heated up the, the pudding part of it. And it, she said it heated up nice in the oven, not the microwave. So, so did you use a muffin tin, just yep. a standard muffin tin? Okay. Standard muffin tin. And you mentioned before popovers. Mm-hmm. Is, have you made popovers? I have not, but a popover is like the American version of this, but it's almost okay. always sweet. Okay. It's almost okay. always sweet. And a Yorkshire is more of a savory. And a lot of the... um the th- the ways that I saw it being used online when I was doing just a quick research, they just stick it on the side. 
Mm. And you like, if you have a nice meat with a nice gravy, you pick Mm. up some of that Yorkshire and um, put it with the gravy or maybe a little bit of meat. And another part of the research was that um, they served it to make people full so that they wouldn't want all the good they, if like, cause meat was so expensive. Sure. You know, so the Yorkshire mm-hmm. and Sophie said like she had one for lunch and it like really filled her up, not to mention the quinoa that was on it. But yeah, it was, it was so much fun. And I would, I would do it again right now. If there was somebody here to eat it. I'm intrigued because I, being American, it's really hard to understand something like this being a traditional standard. And I did a little research too, you know, and they've been around forever and there's a, British Yorkshire pudding day and there's a national Yorkshire pudding day. (laughs) And I thought, well, what's, what is it about Yorkshire? Well, then they said, well, it wasn't really necessarily originated in Yorkshire. And so it's, I think it's a a term or two words that I I've heard in my life way before watching the great great British baking show, but Mm -hmm. it's always confusing. That's an English thing. Yes. Yes. Um, I, so it's a size for you. It was the size of like a muffin. Yeah, it it got. I would say you it got didn't about put the filling in. You put it on the side. Well, no. After after it was baked, we put it on a plate and then put the filling you in did. the okay. in the hole. Um, yes, I would say seventy five percent of them came out exactly the way I would want. Ah. A couple of them were a little bit misshapen, but that's I think that's the nature of it. I would think yes. that if you wanted it to come out perfect, you'd put a a ring of parchment in there, but who has time for that, honestly? Because they're sense. fine. You just mm-hmm. pick up a bite of the filling and a bite of the of the pudding. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I say go for it. I, anybody who's listening, I say go for it. Get Gordon Ramsay's recipe. You have a muffin tin at your house. I put canola oil in the bottom, and that's and you put it. Put it in first, and you heated it up for a moment or two. Yep, and it's a blazing hot oven. It was like four fifty. Oh wow! Really hot, and it didn't mm-hmm. take. It said it would take twenty minutes. It didn't take twenty minutes. Did not. They, they were done. Yep. Hmm. I, like I it. put I put it up on our Facebook story last night so people could see the finished product. The same picture that I sent you. Good for you. Thanks. Thank you. Any of these bakers, Yorkshire puds appeal to you at all? Well, anytime people put brie and bacon in something, I'm, I'm up for that. <laughs> Benjamina had that. That looks really mm-hmm. good to me. Um, I, have you ever had beef Wellington? I, I, I like, never have. I never I have. like that. Um, and I would think that that probably tasted really good. Candace's deconstructed beef Wellington. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Most, most of them looked, I mean, uh, some were unfamiliar. Tofu Penang. But <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Rav. But yeah, everything looked good. I thought Val's was funny that it just it just had chili in it. And that seemed to me, I don't know if they do that in England. Mm-hmm. You know, if mm-hmm. chili is a thing. I mean, when I think of chili, I think of that being a really American thing, especially with the beans in it, because that's how I make chili. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I I like to eat eat uh, chili over noodles. It's kind of the Cincinnati style. Do you know oh, that? Oh, I'm familiar. Yep. Yeah, yeah. My, my husband prefers Cincinnati style. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I would think that you know if you made the Yorkshires, it would be completely similar because what is pasta but eggs and flour, mm-hmm. and that's what a Yorkshire is just with milk. So I mm-hmm. I think that would be good. I might even try that. I thought Selassie had a nice idea with his pork tenderloin and the crackling and he was using cider and herbs and all kinds of stuff. I thought that seemed a nice outside the box without being way out there. Like Rav maybe was. And he got a handshake. Mm-hmm. He got mm-hmm. a handshake. Now I have a question. Cause when I was watching this, I always, because it's been a long time since I watched this one and I can't remember who's gotten handshakes in the past. And so yeah. when people get a handshake, I'm really excited. And I always write it down. And I sort of like I'm, when I'm watching Paul, I'm like, is he going to do it? Is he going to give him a handshake? Is he going? What does he what does he say before he gives a handshake? It's mostly in a signature where he gives a handshake. It's not very often in a showstopper. Correct. I hope I hope you've worked this out in a spreadsheet for us, <laughs> for us and not. for our listeners, because. <laughs> I should. I should. I'm not a mathematician. Get the data together. Yeah. But I would like to get the data together because I'm telling you what, there were a couple in the showstopper where I was like, wait a second. Because Paul with Jane's churros, he's like, I love them. Mm-hmm. But no handshake. Mm-hmm. What, what does it take? Because I don't feel like with, with Selassie's, he was overly like i love that i love that he just stuck his hand out so is there like uh i love them is not good enough for handshake and then a non-verbal with the handshake is better than that i just want to know i feel like somebody should should graph this out and and (laughs) the the feminist me i was like maybe he more often gives handshakes to men than women we could we could work that out as a ratio. We could as well. work that out. Mm-hmm. We could. Huh. So I don't know, but I was really surprised that he only gave one, and it was it was to Selassie for the signature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to put too fine a point on it, which I always do. <laughs> Say just a little note. I had one of the bakers, and now I'm struggling to remember who was mm-hmm. who it was used nigella seeds. Yes, I wrote that down. It was Tom, wasn't it? Yep. Oh, I bet you're right. Yep. That's... And he, his didn't work. Mm-mm. He used the the chickpea flour oh, and he used right. the nigella seeds. And I thought to myself, here's this girl, me, woman from the Midwest, from Indiana, trying this for the first time, whips out a recipe and almost every one of them worked. these guys have been doing this their whole life they've watched their moms do it they've watched their nans do it right right and still his didn't work and wait was it jane's didn't work they were real real dense Mm -hmm. and i thought how are you guys messing this up are you trying to do something so different you know, like putting the nigella seeds in or using a chickpea flour. And she even said, Mary goes, I knew that wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. That chickpea flour, I knew it. At least four of them. I wrote down that Jane, Candace, Tom, and Val all made their batter a second time even. And still Tom failed. Mm. 
Still, he failed. Can I give you a little tip? Yeah. That I got from the internet. And (laughs) it's well, something that they can't do is let your batter sit. You got to let it sit. They, they said to get a really good rise, you should let it sit. And mine sat for probably two hours. Oh, uh huh. well, I did see a little blip too, that there's, I, I, I mentioned to you earlier, hot fat is the secret. I just like mm-hmm. saying hot fat, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but there were some that ventured that also another tip was to refrigerate your batter overnight. Yeah. And they said, you know, try it out. Everybody has a different recipe, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, huh, to your point, you let it sit two hours. I did. And I, and oddly enough, at room temperature, because I, <laughs> I was just, I was doing a bunch of other stuff. I was making the yeah. filling. I was um, making some other stuff yesterday, my uh, strawberry cake. But anyway, but um, back to their Yorkshires, it was Mary and Val who both said, once it's in the oven, it's in the lap of the gods. Yes, that's funny. I noticed that too. Both of them said that at separate mm-hmm. times. It was funny. Mm-hmm. So it is. It's, I guess it's a crapshoot, hmm. but not difficult. I didn't think. Well, I like to hear that there is a challenge that wasn't difficult. And I'd love to hear that it was so successful your first time. Yeah. Yeah. I was very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Did Dan or Sophie have any suggestions for flavors for next time? Um, or when you tasted it, were you like, wow, I should, this would be great with. I really think I would like um, something that's much more gravy-ish because mm-hmm. I would like it to soak in to the, mm-hmm. into the Yorkshire because like I said, mine was a little, it was rather thick because I had that quinoa in there. But if mm-hmm. I do it again for Sophie, I'll probably try to just make like a hearty mushroom gravy, probably, and just mm. pour that on oh, top. that's a good idea. I think it would be good. I wonder if it seems like Kate was going for that. She had this, you know, her she called it her Christmas compromise mm-hmm. puddings or Yorkshire puddings. And she mm-hmm. had turkey and sausage meat and a cranberry sauce, which... Now that you say that, if it would go good with the gravy, that sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. And I love, did, I love like a it. turkey and cranberry mm-hmm. leftover situation. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think they're, the fault with hers was they thought the pudding part was too small. And they said that she, she didn't have enough batter. Mm-hmm. Poor Kate. <laughs> I have a frowny face next to her name, which is indicative of... Wah, wah. Yeah, kind of becomes the theme. Mm-hmm. Very well, <clears throat> I feel like we talked about this technical, maybe privately, because did we speak in the podcast about your weird pancake face people? <laughs> <laughs> no, I made you look it up. I had to ask Allison. I'm like, well, you've seen those people make like Cinderella's face out of pancakes. She's like, um... I've made Mickey Mouse pancakes for my kids, which is like three (laughs) Three circles. (laughs) And I started Googling things and showing it to her. And she's like, what in the world are people doing with pancakes? It is a serious, serious art form when you look at it. And if you've ever seen like videos of people making it, it's crazy. And so when you think about the lace pancakes compared to like 
people making Fred Flintstone or mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. Flintstone. I don't know why that came in my head. It just, um, it doesn't seem that hard. <laughs> you just have to decide to work really, well, really, really fast. <laughs> we're talking, of course, about the technical, which was lacy pancakes. Mm-hmm. And I think they kind of had to come up with their own pancake recipe, right? Or and batter. their own design, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought it was slightly cruel to only allow them one practice. I mean, what was you know, that all about? Yeah. That's crazy. Considering so many of them ran the time right to the end, uh, you know, that would be up to them. If they mm-hmm. spent it all practicing, well, then they went to finish the number yeah. required. I thought it was uh interesting challenge because not hard. Do you know what I mean? Not um not super hard, just a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not speaking of it correctly, but you know, not complicated. Maybe, it's not. not complicated. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Not complicated, but yeah, tricky. I guess. Um, I always think of pancakes as being like a very, very American thing, like the, where people sit at a table and eat a stack of fluffy, sweet pancakes covered in syrup. Mm-hmm. You know, but that, they ate their pancakes plain obviously to to taste them they didn't make them have a sauce or anything Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I didn't do any research into like how often British people eat pancakes but I I thought it was an American challenge I did look up in one note that I made that it's I think Paul makes a comment that they're very old or historical and so I I I looked it up and Traditionally, it was sort of a show, show-offy thing. Maybe that's just how you showed off your cook or something to that effect. And uh, the, they were making them as early as the 1600s. Oh, okay. But I don't know. Maybe it wasn't eaten as much. I don't know. I mean, it would be a, so such a different thing from an American pancake because it would be crisp, right? And so thin, but... I don't know. I thought that they all kind of, I mean, there was a couple of real clunkers <laughs> in terms mm-hmm. of design. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the crisscross ones. I'm like, you're not really yeah, trying yeah. very hard. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, one of the things that the people who really did well, they made one design, they sketched it out real, real quick. And then they, they just got right to it instead of like, Oh, what am I, what do I do? What do I do? You know, right. Right. Commit to it right away. I believe that Rav came last. And this is this is his second week in second. a row mm-hmm. that he is last in the technical. Mm-hmm. I feel like Rav is the Allison of technicals right now. Um, <laughs> Kate came in seventh. Also, two people that needed to do better and didn't. Um, Benjamina came in first. And I think hers was... Uh, it was a toss-up between her and Jane, but Jane was, I think, came in second, right? She was recognized or third. Um, Candace there. was second. Oh, Candace. Jane, yeah. Jane was third. Mm-hmm. And Benjaminas were very th- deservedly number one. Mm-hmm. She had a good week. She did. Moving on. This week's showstopper. If only we had a, a special guest that could pop in unexpected and talk about their their ancestral churro makers <laughs> what 
<laughs> oh, when we finished our last podcast, we had a sort of unexpected pop in to our to our um, audio. And remember, and you asked him. Oh, right, 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 right. That's you're so funny. Yes. Oh, oh, I'm just I'm the only one laughing though. A friend of my (laughs) husband's popped into our Zoom call looking for my husband's Bible study. (laughs) 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 We got to talk about churros and his Mexican heritage. We did, but it was uh, slightly uncomfortable for several moments as neither one of us knew who he was. (laughs) (laughs) That'll teach me not to have my own Zoom account. But churros, oh. I have never had a churros like I believe Candace said she'd never had a churro. I think Jane said she'd never had a churro. I have never had a churro. And you know what? I have to start with a lot of the times they were talking about one of these and he would say, your churros is not good or your churros is good. So is the singular of churros Churros? I don't know. I should have asked my Spanish-speaking daughter. But, um, yeah, I've had many, 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 many churros in my life, and they are delicious because cinnamon is one of my all-time favorite things, and every churro I've ever had is covered in cinnamon and sugar. Was there, like, a churro hut in Goldwater? (laughs) Uh, No. Where did you have them? (laughs) The very first churro I ever had was in the lunch line in my high school. I don't know why they served us churros. I don't that know. That's crazy. That They're, is crazy. But I remember, you know, you go in there and you can smell the cinnamon, the hot grease back when mm-hmm. I could eat grease. And oh my gosh. Yeah. So good. So good. And think about it. Me, little Midwestern, cold water, Michigan girl, something so exotic for lunch. <laughs> it was probably, you know, 60 cents or 65 cents to get a, a churros. So All we good. had was like French fries. I don't remember anything as exotic as a churro, but I don't remember ever having the opportunity to have a churro. That's why I think it's so funny that you had them as a teenager. Well, churro day was a big day at Coldwater High School, <laughs> let me tell you. And it was a change from my usual nutrition of this was my high school lunch and I'm not lying every day. And I wonder why I didn't have any friends. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, Funyuns, <laughs> a bag of Funyuns, a cookie, like a, one of those cafeteria cookies, mm-hmm. and an iced tea every day. And there was never any ice in it. Iced tea, cookie, and Funyuns. But then on churro day, I would switch to Funyuns, iced tea, and churros. <laughs> 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 oh, such so, a good nutrition. And your vast churro knowledge. Yeah. What is the way that you've had it more? Is it a filled churro or is it with a side of dipping on the side? side? The only way I've ever had a churro is it's a solid thing covered in cinnamon and sugar with nothing inside and nothing on the side. Oh, And in my opinion, it doesn't need it. What Mm -hmm. it is, is a nice, long, chewy donut that's Mm -hmm. crispy on the outside and when I have a donut, which I don't because I can't, um, I don't dip those into anything, you know. So um, the sauce, I don't feel is really necessary. And honestly, what beats cinnamon and sugar, mm-hmm. right? That's all I have to say about that. But anyway. For this, for this showstopper, they're asking for a f- fried donut snack, a fried donut churro with a thick 
dipping sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize the batter is similar to shoe. Yes. But um, I've made a shoe once so that I could kind of get it. Um, do you have a, do you use a deep fryer or oh, you have your, um, air fryer, don't you? I do have an air fryer. I've never tried to make a churro, but I have made many shoe. Sure. Yeah. You have, you know, different things and those are always baked. Would you be tempted to make your shoe in a flower shape? <laughs> like no. Andrew? You know, huh? I thought his looked really good. The bunnies were dumb. Sorry, Kate. I, I'm just like, that, is that a breast cancer ribbon that you're creating there? Oh, no. Isn't that what it looked like? Or, you know. Yes. Didn't it? It did, a rib, that was, a I ribbon wasn't trying for to be cause. rude. Yeah, no, no, it's a no. ribbon for a cause. Yes. I'll Her, have everyone know, I had a mammogram today. I'm oh, a big supporter. Yes, oh. I did. So, you know, get squished. Um, anyway, but that's what it looked like, didn't you think? Do you Kate? remember Rosie O'Donnell's jam, 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 get your, or no, what would it be? She'd like sing a mammogram song. Yeah, I remember when anyway. she talked about getting squished. That was way before I, you or me, way before we needed to get squished. Yes, yes. But now we got to do it every year. Um, Selassie wraps his around a muffin tin, which they actually said was clever, but of course he froze it. And then had trouble, they weren't done. I mean, they yeah, were Yeah, at middle. first, when I was watching it, I thought, well, freezing is a great idea so that they don't wiggle woggle when you put them in the grease. But almost everybody dropped their paper in, too. And I thought, well, that's good enough for me. You know, and then just pull the paper out. That mm-hmm, was smart. Mm-hmm. The people who squeezed it in, mm-mm, I didn't, didn't think hold that was. shape either. Well, the sizes weren't all the same. They were irregular, um, and if we've learned anything, everything has to be identical, you know, for mm-hmm. them to like to like what you made. So, although it was uh, outside the box, Tom Snake, I didn't like that design. But he, that was weird. This is supposed to be the head. What? I, know. I don't know. Fennel. Uh, Fennel. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, thank you. That they said that was more toward the savory side. Mm-hmm. Uh Jane pistachio and white chocolate. Yum. Yep. And she got the the filling in there. And when I when I heard about a filled churro, I had no idea how they would do it and just watched her poke the holes right through it. So okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And hers looked great. And yeah, they did. Her, never having had one, according to her. They mm-hmm. I mean, she did really, really well. Um, back to Tom's, yeah, fennel snake in the grass. It was overcooked and dry and tough. Yep. And I just didn't dig it. Um, I would like so- to comment on Rav and also on the concept of matcha. I would say <laughs> that when you go for matcha in the Great British Bake Off, your chances of winning over the judges are slim to none. They don't like it. They don't like matcha. That tastes like grass. Oh, it's supposed to. Oh, okay. Well, I don't like it. Matcha, matcha or pomegranate tea. seeds. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Definitely. And the wasabi and white chocolate. Rev, come on. He's lucky he didn't go home. Seriously. He is lucky. He is lucky. Um, Kate did hers, and they were too crisp, and. There were some things that Mary Berry said 
that I thought, what a horrible thing to hear. They're a bit fatty. Fatty. Or, or this one is completely impregnated by oil. <laughs> I know. Dick. So bad. It's that. Yeah. I, it's the temperature. It's that oil temperature. You really got to mm-hmm. watch it. Mm-hmm. Because who wants to eat a greasy, greasy churro? I know I don't. Benjaminas were beautiful. Uh, Andrews, as we said, did these flowers. They thought they were clever in their appearance, but overcooked. And also, again, impregnated by fat. Mm-hmm. Um, Val's, she, well, she cooked all of it out, right? There was no real flavor to it. And her sauce was too runny, I guess. Was yep. the, she did and, a filling as well. Mm-hmm. They didn't really like it. No, they did not. Uh, Benjaminas were beautiful, beautiful. I I thought the figure eights were real cute. Candace's, yeah, I yes. thought that looked that looked cute, and that not an easy design to make look all the same. You know, you're right. You're right. She is one that also put a put them in on paper, right mm-hmm. when she dropped them into the mm-hmm. uh, oil. And did she I, put beer in hers? Yeah. Yeah. She put beer into one of her one of her bakes this week, and I bet it was the churro. Okay. Hmm. I should know that. Two-way peanut butter is what it said, but maybe she had some beer in there. Oh, that's why that's why uh Paul liked it so much. Because isn't he a big peanut butter? Yes. Big he, peanut butter yes. fan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Despite Jane's really good efforts, Jane had a good weekend, and Candace had an okay weekend. Benjamina got Star Baker. Mm-hmm. I think she deserved it. I think she did too. She I like Benjamina. Really I think she's a she's a sweet spirit there, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just got has a beautiful smile. She sure does. She does her best. Well. I looked up Miss Kate Barnby is her name, who got eliminated. Mm-hmm. And she was very hard to find information about because she's another baker who has kept her, you know, her pre-baking identity. You know, she is a respiratory nurse and she wanted to remain a respiratory nurse. And little pieces I was able to uh, yank out of Google here and there. It was difficult. Um, were that she did have offers. She did get approached and had some, had fame like a lot of other bakers do, but she didn't want to uproot her family or mm-hmm. change their lives or change careers. Uh, I think she's still an avid baker and a really, really, really good cake baker. She is very active on Instagram with her cakes. And there are some beauties. I mean, really beautiful. I think I mentioned a Hagrid cake she made. Oh, yeah. Tell me again what her Insta handle is. Her Instagram is at Kate Barmby, her name. And her last name is B-A-R-M-B-Y, at Kate Barmby. She does have a Twitter um, as well, but it seemed like it was more professional. It was more related to her job and that kind of culture. But her Instagram is loaded with beautiful, beautiful cakes. And I think she still resides where she did. And I found pieces of some philanthropic type organizations she's done work for and, you know, been a tutor at this cooking school and whatnot. But it definitely is 
you know, back burner stuff. And I respect that. Um, yeah, definitely. She seemed like a mom, you know, yeah. doing her thing. And now that you're talking about her cakes, I think that probably a lot of people that get into this are like, I am really, really, really good at X, Y, Z, but not at all the other letters of the alphabet. And then they mm. have to do all the other letters of the alphabet. And they're like, but I never got a chance to show mm-hmm. cakes, you know, or mm-hmm. do a fancy, fancy thing like that. So she did mention the blue swallow cake. Yeah. And she said she laughed uproariously. She laughed terribly at it um, that she thought it was ridiculous and, you know, clearly not her best work. But then she said it was sad to watch the last episode and sort of see it unfold and know that she could do better. And it Mm -hmm. just wasn't, it just wasn't her weekend again. And I think we asked Jordan and even Ian about that as well. Um, How, how devastating would it be to have cakes be your thing and then never, ever once bake a cake? Right. Right. Um, Yeah. And Paul said, is Kate the worst baker? No. No. But did she have the worst week this week? Yep. Yeah. And that's that's the name of the game. And I, we've said it before, before, but thank God it's not cumulative. It's, you know, they don't go to the first episode and then weigh it all the way through. Otherwise, Candace never would have won this thing. You know, um, she's had a lot of bad weeks. No kidding. And mm-hmm. cries an awful lot. But I digress. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for all that. Back. Thank you for all that Kate information. I will definitely go look up her cakes. I want to see that Hagrid cake. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Definitely. Well, I think that that's us all done. And dusted. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls. Or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.